So hello one and all and welcome back to Frivolous Gravitas, yet another installment by yours truly Christopher Driver and my co-host Jordan Roy. Today we'll be discussing the concept of publish or perish. Um, we'll probably come up with a better term or title by the time we publish this video, but for the meantime that's what we're going with so you know where we're, uh, where we're kicking off from. Uh, I'll let Jordan get into the sort of the idea and the, the message behind the idea, I guess, from personal experience first, and then we can sort of go from there because it's sort of a, it's a broad topic and subject on its own, but it's something that affects us both um, personally as well as professionally and academically, obviously, but those are kind of the same thing. So in keeping with that, today's Cerebral Rampage will be set off in full force by uh, Jordan. Take it away. A lot of this today, we didn't actually have really much of a I wanted to do a big, long philosophical thing, but I didn't really have it ready. And uh, I think we wanted to talk about some other stuff, but we were discussing another project uh, earlier today and we got onto the um, topic of grants, which I have uh, certain opinions on. But um, <clears throat> now- I guess we could broaden it to funding in general, because it's all yeah. sort of the same principle funding credit, but um, a lot of it, so we, we, we were going through this and we see a lot of these grants and they're all very ambiguously uh, uh, titled. Uh, a lot of what they were, uh, well, a lot of what we were looking at was uh, you have an you know, art assistance program or uh, the Canadian Cultural Investment Fund, the Music Fund, uh, you have uh, strategic funds, which means absolutely nothing. It's more the organization and structure of it. Like if, if I'm if I'm collecting from like thousands of people, $10,000 each, and I'm saying, hey, I'm responsible enough to dis to disperse with all of this money to that you're lending me and trusting me with, and this is how they competently go about it. That to me is absurd. Okay. Their best possible idea of awarding grants is to have people jump through hoops of paperwork and then train highly specialized and skilled in, skilled individuals to like call that list of applicants like it's regressive is what it is like, <laughs> yeah. that sort of applies to all things not just grants though eh? yeah like that's how loans are at enrollment and tuition and admission and it's like immigration's got the same problem, eh? You get like perfectly capable, willing to work individuals, competent, come from another country, and then they have to jump through paperwork just to be allowed to work. Yeah. It's sort of absurd, though, in the sense that the system requires people to use a system that's supposed to be there as a help. It's not helping people if you're forcing it on everyone to do it. You're creating another obstacle, not removing obstacles. Rather yeah. than spending the time it takes to apply and learn how to apply for a grant, they could have learned something or done something productive and saved enough money to just do it. Yeah, because that's that's the it's aspect that I wanted to talk about it. That's kind of the, the part I wanted to get into. Yeah, that's what bugs me. It's because like you yeah. need to spend <clears throat> energy and resources to manage and regulate a system that costs energy and resources just to conserve energy and resources. It's the most ass backwards way of approaching it you could possibly imagine. If you wanted to incompetently spend donation money, like let's invent another process that people have to cost 
<laughs> yeah. You know? That's the worst thing you could possibly do with donated money is make it cost money to give it out. But yeah, that that's like modus operandi for the entire industry of funding. <laughs> That's where I was it's thinking. It's going to be a bit of a uh, less structured episode. We're going to, we've been talking for a while all day about uh, academic funding and kind of the hoops that students and people in research have to go through to uh, acquire funding, but also the kind of absurd stuff that they have to do to learn or to have the opportunity to learn. So, one of the things that we were starting with today was uh, grants, essentially, and the Byzantine nature of it. Now, uh, Chris mentioned that you know they have to have some sort of gatekeeping, so you can't just apply for a grant. Now, <clears throat> what happens is that um, this gatekeeping actually does the. It seems like it does the opposite of what it's trying to do. Um, so, if you know how to get a grant, you know where to get it. Um, and there's, but with, when you, when you go in to get a grant, it doesn't seem like it, there's no, it, there's no like point, like here's the grant, we'll, we'll see who's available, we'll, or we'll see whose uh, application is right, and we'll see who's wrong, uh, not wrong, but like, um, uh, worth getting the money and who's not and whose application is just you know fluff or just spam and uh, but it when you go in to something like say shirk or you know a canadian media grant fund or whatever fund and you apply the gatekeeping seems to be more of a you know get this confusion of buzzwords you know leveled against you and you have no idea what you're looking at and then you you go up to it thinking, okay, I need money so I can get through school. And then you look at it and you apply and you say, no, no, I'll get out of here. You don't have, you're not what we're looking for, but you in, but what you are is a, you know, young student going through university, trying to get money so you can spend uh, all your waking hours, uh, you know, in scholarship, which is what they're supposed to be doing. But no, 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 your, your application isn't what we're looking for. But if you, so instead of actually helping the people that you're supposed to be helping, you're ending up helping the people who know how to game the system. So it becomes a system gaming. Now, what we, what I guess Chris pointed out and what I've now, I guess, realized is that this podcast itself represents a thing I could use to apply and make money from, even though this is just something we're doing for fun. But this is art. So because it's art, I can apply for money. Now, this was just kind of something that me and Chris have been doing forever. We've been back and forth. I'm one of us will get a rant going, the other one will be like, yeah, yeah, it's like this, or challenge the other, and we'd either, you know, devil's advocate. Yeah, we devil's advocate, or we start agreeing with the other person, being like, Yeah, that's exactly right. What are you doing? So we were putting it on camera, and now it's like, no, you've created something, you know, this is valuable stuff, but you you get people who say, okay, I'm starting a knitting channel on, you know, public access television or something. Actually, that sounds like it's not a bad thing. People knitting is a productive activity. Okay. Good so, for mental health too. <laughs> bad example. Knitting is great. I'm sorry I used you as a, uh, you know. A How about negative. a live streaming video game channel? 
yeah, that's art. No, the people that created the <laughs> video game are the ones who are creating the art. Those they already guys published are, that. <laughs> yeah, I could do this. If you guys want to watch me play video games or like, uh, I don't know, if you guys want to watch me play a video game on my Steam or something, uh, hit me up. I'll just record the screen and you can hear me like thing and I'll fucking tell me what game you want to watch me play and I'll do it and I'll get funding for it because I'm creating art as a Canadian citizen. I could apply to various things uh, like the Alberta fund or the Canada fund or this or that. Now, the, the reason I'm kind of complaining about this and I'm going off on this long, quick rant, uh, especially remembering my previous episode where I was taking a lot of time to pick my words, I was going very slowly, was because I went through school, I applied for three, two grants maybe, and about three or four awards, and I was awarded um, uh, absolutely nothing. So I worked my butt off through my entire uh, grad and master's and paid for it all, you know, uh, with my own money while paying rent, while, you know, paying for gas, while paying for food and all this stuff. And uh, I, you know, I, I got meals here and there from people and I was very smart about some stuff. But at the same time, it looked very Byzantine. It looked like a waste of my time. So while this gained me a lot of, you know, uh, character, I guess, but <laughs> character isn't uh, what I was looking for. Okay, I can hear it's Jordan not what B. Peterson. You were accredited for. Yeah, I can hear Jordan B. Peterson just being like, well, actually, that's exactly what you got. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, you can, we're, we're, I agree, but that's not what we're talking about here because we're talking about, you know, millions, billions of dollars going to, citizens who are putting forward what they think they want and what and all this time being spent in applying for grants in, in applying for awards which are just money um that go towards work that they haven't done yet and it's keeping them from doing that actual work <clears throat> Now that's not even to get into the fact that these the the these these awards and grants and scholarships and whatever you know fancy Latin words you want to address them up as are going to people without the necessary skills yet, and then you're forcing them to do all these things, keeping them from getting those necessary skills to complete the grant. So you get studies uh, which are you know by a third year psychology student who doesn't know who hasn't been paying attention to the book because they think that, you know, they've learned everything about psychology in their second year and now they know how the world works and now they've got an idea how they can prove that racism exists on a campus. And so they put out a BS thing uh, on a Google Doc that apparently is their entire study, which is like 13 questions long, and they've got more funding than I got in my entire school career in just for that one thing. So and the need. It doesn't at all address the need. Right. So the need and the whole point of this is actually good. You are mm. supporting people in their endeavors in a free society, in a capitalist society, because individuals are the things that drive our society forward. People with ideas are what keeps our society so strong. And yes, our society is strong because 
when you have a million people thinking of something, well, that's better than a couple guys thinking of something. They will always outthink and outproduce and outcreate. Now, people need to eat, which is why the government does a good job of handing out money. The government is actually good about that. You know, here's some money. They're not good at doing anything else. So, oh yeah, my libertarianism is showing. Whatever, shut up. So my now the thing is is that these people do need to eat. We do need to, you know, there's equipment and all this stuff. Now, the question is, how do you decide who gets what, right? So how do you decide? Well, you gatekeep, just like um, you say, okay, well, we have to look through the application. So you have to submit an application. Fine. I already have a proposal that I did that I had to, you know, to apply to my master's degree. I'll tweak that. I'll put it in and I'll, I'll push that in and I'll sign in all the forms, blah, 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 blah. So what happens is you, you, you put that in and they go over it. Now you have a committee. So there's people whose jobs it is fine. They're, they're employed. That's great. I don't care. That's not a bad thing. And then they are supposed to gatekeep the, uh, the, the money to make sure the right people get the money, or at least um, potential things get the money. Because sometimes money thrown into a project that doesn't show any results is actually a good use of that money. Believe it or not, we need negative results as well as positive results in our society, in society, and in scholarship. It's I would like to highlight that. Yes. That's exactly accurate. And very, very important, oft overlooked. Even in art, not just in science and the humanities, even in art, you have some, you have accidentally funded bad art. Good. Now we know what bad art looks like, and we probably will be hesitant to do it again. And it's examples but, to teach on. You can show people like in real today's examples. Here's somebody who just wrote a book. Here's how they did it wrong. You can use it as an example to a contemporary student with an antiquated teacher. It, right. it actually enhances the education process to have bad art. Yeah. And honestly, I actually would love a um, example of terrible uh, literature to assign to a couple of my students because I'm keep giving them like, this, uh, like I assign like Mary Shelley and, uh, you know, uh, John Steinbeck, but like these are all really well written. What I want, and I'm having trouble finding actually is examples of just terribly written stuff. Uh, and not like postmodern stuff. Like I can't just throw Judith Butler at them and be like, all right, here's some word salad. But I want like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just assign the sports. The movie page. Synchronic is a really good example of terrible writing. Yeah. So I could be like, why is this bad? Now, yeah, you, it's not just plot. It's like the dialogue. It's their casting. It, the whole movie was directed well, but it, absolutely artistic garbage. But I'm glad it exists because it points out how important those little details are. Right. So my, my, my little bugbear comes into this. Uh, not, now, I am a little bitter because I did, uh, I didn't get any funding, but at the same time, you know, I feel like, yeah, I, didn't, I did it without any funding. All right. And I got good marks and I, and I, um, I finished my thesis, uh, on time and, uh, and of the quality I was very satisfied with. So, my thought is, is that I saw grants and stuff as a waste of time. Now, there's two things that I kind of want to get into, and that's one of them is the 
confusing mess that is how they're presented and how to find them. Uh, and the, um, the, the nonsense of the fact that you can get credit for receiving an award or grant. Uh, so if you get shirk funding, you put that on your CV, I got shirk funding, I got shirk, blah, 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 blah. It's like, that's great. So you, but how is that any different from all the other people that didn't get shirk funding and still completed the same, um, the same uh, uh, degree? Now, one might say, well, they were able to maintain a higher level of academic, blah, blah, blah. And they 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 were able to balance that with the grant application and still get through this blah blah blah. Now, if you go back to our third episode, uh, where we lay out in excruciating detail why marks don't matter, uh, it kind of brings that into question. So, are you actually? Uh, what matters is not the mark, but the quality of the work. Now the mark doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of work. They're correlated, but there we are. Yeah, but so, an award for an award is not an award for being <clears throat> having potential, right? You don't get potential twice for the same project. You know, it's either a good project or it's not. If it's good, it's awarded funding. Getting an award for the award of funding is just redundant. Right. And these so, people are supposed to be scientific statisticians. So it's like, I it may sound nitpicky, but it really bothers me when they misuse stats. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is that I handed out an award. I was um, the head of the University of Manitoba History Students Association for longer than I needed to be. And um, I think it's now like a Marxist organization with the guys that took over it from me. Yeah, I'm talking to you guys. You guys are idiots. Um, but at the same time, the, um, we handed out an award, which we thought would be an actual productive use of our time as an association, uh, where we got together a couple of money from like bake sales and we handed it out and we awarded it to someone who was active in the association. So you know, a history student that we thought we could use it. Now, we just kind of came up with that around a table just spitballing, what can we do with our money? Uh, and we thought, well, let's give it to a student. And we jumped through all of the hoops to get it, you know, to be able to give it out, uh, honestly, and to do it and someone was able to put it on there. But at the same time, it was kind of just, let's give it to them. Now, I'm not allowed to talk too much beyond that because of confidentiality. I think I might've already said too much, but um, <clears throat> the, the thing had nothing to do with academics. It was just, they were in the right place at the right time to receive money. So stand there, receive money, stand there, say these words, receive money. And that's kind of where my little uh, bugbear is standing because you just, okay, yeah, I gotta be in the right place at the right time. It has nothing to do with academics. You just push your thing in, receive money. They don't, they don't check whether or not you're a good academic. They don't check whether or not generally if you are doing absurd work you're, or you're just being like, I'm checking to see if, uh, you know, paper at this length is actually conducive to a student's, you know. Well, it's almost what, like their marketing team is more responsible for picking out the, uh, the research right. than so the then, actual merit of the research, right? Right. And then you get optics like, well, the you know, this type of student award for uh, academic 
you know excellence but then it's like you get a you get racialized awards and you get uh you know blatant discriminatory so yeah and i like i'm like i know i'm saying this as a white guy but if if it was as easy as um going and having uh intercourse with another man to get ten thousand dollars and just go around saying i was this or that then there's something wrong with that because i could have just said oh yeah i'm bisexual and you know held hands with the guy for a while and then just gone around and be like oh he's so brave and like which actually diludes the true minority who actually are the ones we're supposed to be looking out for you're just basically making a whole bunch of people who don't have their problems claim their problem for benefit and they're right. a scapegoat like that's supposed to fix a problem of injustice by creating another one right when i was actually when i was actually dealing with um a very light form of poverty <laughs> because I was spending all my money on tuition. Um, my calorie intake, uh, if you ask my wife, was um, below what it needed to be. Um, and, um, but I got through it. So that's, uh, so, but like skin color or where I originated, to me, the whole point of academics is to have the best project get the funding and the people with the best project get the funding not the people because they are there to get the funding now i think back to um this this girl i was talking to on a lunch break on one of my waiter jobs and she was just saying like i was just saying oh man I, tuitions do and she's like what are you some kind of idiot and she's she wasn't a very um good person uh but um and she's like, well, what are you an idiot? Only, only like idiots and rich people like pay for their school. Like you just, you just get grants and you get them other people to pay for it for you. Like it was some entitlement that you were guaranteed to get. And I'm just sitting there like, I asked and I applied to a couple and they said no for reasons. And I reapplied and I was like, and they're like, no, again, I applied for student loans, which I couldn't do because I kept getting rejected for student loans because I had an apartment and I had a car. And you were working. I, and they I was want, working. They want you and, to not work and not yeah. try and earn it for yourself. That was, that's, that was one of the criteria when I was go, applying for my student loans. And I got like way more than I should have been allowed. Yeah. But when I first went to school, I, I, they told me they wouldn't give me any loan because of the money I made before I went to school. So, like, so I got punished twice for working too much because it was my overtime that got me all my uh, my billables. The right. Year. So yeah, I was being <laughs> I was being encouraged to do the most uh, the thing that would encourage me to grow the least. I was being encouraged to go live with my parents. That's going to teach me skills. No, yeah. because one of the skills that you learn in school is not how to cook because the dorms don't have any kitchens in them. When you have a hot plate, that's not a kitchen. You need to learn how to cook. You need to learn how to feed yourself. That's just as important as learning physics. You can't do physics. Not to mention everything you learn in your job too, right? How to manage your budget. But at the same time, you're also being encouraged to uh, not balance your time with actual other productive work. Now, I needed to pay for rent and gas and school and food. but And I was doing that, but I was wasting a lot of time. And you also don't learn to deal with stress. 
So you're being encouraged to be a entitled little brat. So <laughs> and rewarded for it. Yeah. That's the so, worst part is they're, they're not just encouraging it by like their, their thought and deed. They're actually rewarding you after you accomplish their ideals. Yeah. So this whole system is set up to not allow you to do anything, but oh no, you, you're studying. And I see a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, like you get parents that'll pay for their student stuff. No, no, no. Just focus on your school, focus on your school. It's like, yeah, focus on your school, but also focus on your life. Like, and you need to learn to be an adult. You're 18 is when you're an adult in our society. And we're encouraging our kids not to act like it. In fact, you should probably be encouraging your kids to act like an adult before they're 18. Yeah, um, a little bit of practice wouldn't hurt. Yeah. And it's, 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 it, you make, you, you worry and you worry because uh, well, if I have a business and I start employing these kids, how many months am I going to have to fire? But at the same time, like, I don't know, my wife uh, did a, well, service guarantee citizenship in that case. Uh, she put her time in and she was helped through school and her parents helped her, but she wasn't, uh, she wasn't just sitting there going, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard. Like it was expected to work for it. Now that's more honest. And I guess some of this is me just being like, be honest, uh, but that's not how people work. People, there's a system and it's messy and you have to try and game it. And I'm sitting here going, why, why, why? And I'm complaining and I'm complaining and I'm ranting over a, mess that I actually believe is a good mess because in our free society you get a mess and you have to deal with that mess but that doesn't mean we can't try and have a better mess I guess is what I'm saying okay well let's put it another way then if we we're going to make things less messy the way things are right now is an organization gets together and they decide hey we're going to have like tuition funds right we're right. going to go around collecting money from other people and we're going to put them into sizes and purposes and tell, you know, prescribe what they're for and who, who gets them. Yeah. Their basic, their only job in this supply chain here, their only job is to make sure that money isn't wastefully distributed. Right. So now that's, that's they, also very, so like, here, here's what, here's what I don't get. When they have a list of papers, of over a thousand different grants and sponsorships and awards and, and bonds and things that kids basically bid on with their time and energy. Like that, that's what it costs them is their, their effort and energy and applied. Yeah. What are we gaining though about getting 20,000 new, or I guess there's 5,000 new students or 10,000 new students a year out of a 25,000 student population, something like that. Mm -hmm. So let's say 10,000 students, we're getting them all to apply for the same 3,000 grants. That's 30,000 applications. Like how many people would you have to hire who are smart enough and competent enough to exclude 29,000 people from, or 27,000 people from getting grants to, a, to qualify three? You know what, I mean? right. this is the insanity of it because competition, we're supposed to be the, the land of free markets and competition. Why don't we just have a shitload of competitions? Have people just compete in science fairs as a routine practice so they're not watching reality TV? Right. Like well, that's the other have a thing to go to every week where people get grants. 
instead right. of a 50 50 draw or a lottery now if you go to these sites too there it's all marketing and it's all like it uses these indecipherable buzzwords to show how amazing and progressive and and, and useful these grants are. Look how many people we've helped. Blah, 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 oh, blah, and they blah. pat themselves on the back with it too. Right. And they <laughs> like have these attractive people smiling. They have pictures of canoes on Lake Louise and shit like that. And it's it's absolutely asinine because mm. it's you get this, you get these 5,000 students applying, and it's probably an order of magnitude more than that. Um, and you do have to go through that. So hire more people to go through them. Well, that's, that means it's, it's money and you, get, you have to give up less money. Okay, that's a balance that you have to do. There's an actual business decision that you have to make. Well, you make them tell it to you. So part of, part of getting the money is, part of, is learning how to uh, pitch it. Now, I'm not against this because part of writing is writing an introduction. And if your introduction sucks, no one's going to read past it. If you can't write an abstract, the journal is not going to publish it. So get good at telling me what you're talking about. Now, that's okay. Um, I'm actually not against that. <clears throat> Learn a bit of sales. Sell yourself. And one thing I do when I'm teaching um, uh, presentation skills is say that, like, this is important. Well, why do I need to? Well, you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing. Um, uh, public speaking when you present your work, but a job interview is a presentation. You're selling yourself and supervising you to... a team, training yeah, super... managing yeah. a business is selling yourself constantly. Like, yeah. Like a, a weekly report is a, yeah. Well, you have that, to be like, that's sort of what gets me towards like competition. That's what it's good at. Competition mm -hmm. is good at letting people Right. So and why isn't it working so much with a queue system like we have or, or like an eligibility criterion lexicon? Right. So they use terms. the GPA to uh, to weed it out. So if you have a GPA lower than this now, if you have a GPA lower than like 2.5. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that correlation isn't looking good. It's like using the IQ score to determine retardation, not to determine determine right. intelligence. I think you know? my I think I had like two points shy of 3.75 i think it was like 3.73 and they're like no and i was like damn it i guess i have to pay for my degree and uh I qualified which, with two or 3.2 <laughs> oh that's yeah so Suck anyway off. it's just it also depends on your peers eh? <laughs> right but the other side of that is um i wasn't willing to spend another semester i had already gone back and gotten changed my degree to an honor undergrad degree to an honors degree and I, which apparently wasn't necessary because they just, the U of M uh, archives, um, archival studies program just graduated a student who hadn't gone through the necessary steps to get into the program because they wanted the money. You know who you are. You, and um, they didn't get the, I was told they needed an honors degree. So I spent another year and a half in school getting my honors degree and upgrading. And I wasn't willing to, you know, go take three more classes for another half year to, you know, boost my GPA because I just, I wanted to get my degree. That was more important. That would have been, you spend time, you don't spend money. That's, that's, that's key. And I would have been spending too much time and the money wasn't worth it. And so I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I would still be doing that degree right now instead of, you know, 
having the freedom that I have from having that degree. Um, and so, students who benefit from your work, like right, you're not just and, working for your own sake, you're working as a contribution to the economy. Like, right. People have read my thesis and are thinking about it and talking about it right now. That's more useful than me still working on it. Now, this now you mentioned the competition and i love this because so many people are going into school right now that don't need to be there and shouldn't be there and they're just being told that go to school go to university like yes get an education but at the same time you don't need to go to university to be successful you don't need to go to university to uh do this it helps in certain areas definitely like i couldn't do what I want to do without it. But um, I don't know, look at your options. You don't just need to go to university. And if you go to university, then you got to play the game, you got to get a grant, but if you, if you got to get funding. Uh, so, you know, you need to do this and that. So you need to jump through these hoops and it's almost made so that anybody can get it. There's no competition because all you have to do is apply and you get it. And that means anybody can get to go to school. And the whole point is competition. And yes, if you put yourself in a place you don't want to be, you're probably not going to compete as well. And so you get these students applying for grants they don't want to go to school they don't need. And the people that are actually there are competing not against quality or merit, they're competing against numbers. So. And I think one of the other big problems that we almost skipped over is the fact that it works. Like get people who get degrees, regardless of how well they do in school, will wind up making a lot more money over their lifetime with secure yes. jobs and better pensions than somebody who's more competent but less educated. Right. And I think that's a big part of the problem is that we don't just reward it during school as a form of practice. All those like false beliefs that got us to, to manipulate the academic system the way it is, all of those fa false beliefs are being justified in the end when we pay them more like i've hired administrative assistants that were just useless and all the only thing i wanted them to do is write letters for me and they were useless at it well yeah. what did you do for four years in school if you can't write a letter well we talked about gender <laughs> and justice that's what, what i'm getting at mean? and like nurses that come out of nursing school that most of them are great and i love nurses just for the work they do but i'm just saying like i'm gonna pick on them because i know a lot of them because i'm a sick guy <laughs> Um, nurses will, some nurses come out of nursing school knowing very different things than other nurses. Yes. Uh, like both RNs, both practicing, both with like, you know, a year under their belt. Some of them will really understand the endocrine system and some of them won't even know what a back splint is or a brace, you know, but if the nursing that you've done was like working in an OR it's very different work from handling geriatric patients or people on their deathbed. So all those emotional studies classes, you can give them to whoever you want, but if you place the wrong nurse in the wrong ward of the hospital, like it shows dying people get really abusive nurses. And you've seen that in like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Those security cams and stuff all the time. And that's generally not somebody who wanted to work there in the first place, going there to beat up old ladies. I mean, most yeah. people get that aggravated with a system that keeps screwing them over. Now, I actually think that nurses are probably one of the least guilty of this thing we're talking about, because 
the nursing faculties do push them to know because especially in that field if you screw up the responsible the consequences of your actions if you do not learn your trade well are you killed somebody and yeah this you'd, goes you'd think so but it's not like they're all over the place every hospital in this city i've mm -hmm. seen them all over the place like completely incompetent at the at the the thing they're supposed to be doing like i could give you a couple examples if you want um like with i type, I, I believe you because I know your history, but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, I, I definitely believe you and I don't want to get into a healthcare bashing thing because healthcare is another thing. No, no, I love healthcare so, practitioners. Like I said, yeah. most of them, but there are yeah. enough bad ones everywhere that I know that they're being placed in the wrong place because I know they're not incompetent people. Right. Well, I know and this they're goes, not bad at what they do. Well, and this goes to people making, well, you have to make a decision in your life. And that's the thing. Sometimes you make the wrong decision and you have to live with that. And that's okay too. But you have to know that if you make the wrong decision, it's not just your life that's being affected. Now, I can't actually fault someone for that because we all make wrong decisions in our life. It's part of being human. Mm -hmm. um, now, part of that also is um, pick your institution well. Now, I liked my professors and I feel like I actually got lucky with a lot of my classes, except for uh, one or two of them, which um, I won't mention here, uh, which you know, at every institution is going to have your potatoes that were supposed to be uh, classes. Um, and I think that, you know, you get something like um, a university, a small university, it's like lower class size, better professors, but the better professors are at those universities with larger class sizes. So, yeah. Um, but some people do go into nursing because there are grants available and extended to them. There are, right. there are guarantees, government subsidies. When we had a nursing shortage, we pushed a whole bunch of people into a faculty they didn't even want to get into just because it was affordable and nothing else was. Well, because it became a it became a thing that was possible for them. But then they're stuck in it because they have to do that for a career because they right. put all this energy and investment You have a, you have a skill you hate. And that's, then they, 20 years later, they become abusive. That's... Well, that's part of the. I'm just saying that's how it happens, though. It's it's yeah. the type of thing when you manipulate a system of people's volitions, you manipulate them economically speaking into taking life choices that really shouldn't, they shouldn't be costing anybody any problems. They should they the problems that shouldn't be there, right? Right. Like if the application were a competition, how would that how would it be less expensive to have a game show for one afternoon on a Saturday? to give away $500, $1,000, and $1,500 grants to people who come. You'd pay uh, an audiovisual crew for $1,200. You'd pay $500 for a guest speaker. And these can be students from like marketing or you know public speaking classes in the university. They could do it as oh. part of their courses. And they yeah. could issue out game shows for these types of okay. things. Okay, my thought is, and this is it's a like, problem that like you get people that are good at their trade, but not good at uh presenting so you get a guy with a great idea he goes up there and he's like i have this idea and it's like something like on the level of a new transistor or something well then he something. partners with somebody who can speak no yeah but you partner with someone that you can speak but you almost have on the game show itself a marketing team that specializes in this so 
they don't but have they to teach find that at university. Like, right. There are now, these people everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you don't, but I'm thinking like have the ideas maybe like, a. and I think something like that, even like if it's not a game show, something that public would be, um, it would, would be, be great for everybody. The population because they would have a lot more. They would have a lot more transparency because right now, like I'm looking at a couple of these sites right now, and they don't actually tell you anything. One of the I'm looking at the <clears throat> Canadian Media Fund here that we were looking at earlier, and one of them just has two guys smiling, and it says "convergent stream." Um, I don't know what that means. I know those two words uh, discreetly. I know I understand that, but "convergent stream" means it doesn't mean anything. It's like um, on Marion there, there was a company called Facilitated Solutions. What do <laughs> they do? <laughs> um, there's another one, Experimental Stream, and they got a picture of a video game that looks like it was made in 1993. Oh, My favorite is a... general contracting. Yeah. Or so, consulting. I don't know. Okay, Maybe... so you just know everything? <laughs> so if you're watching this and you're watching our podcast and you're actually interested in what we're talking about, maybe you actually listen to it. Would you fund this? Would you pay money to listen to us? Now, would you want our government to be paying us money to be doing this? Now, I could use a few extra bucks because I am doing a lot of volunteer work. And this is where a lot of my angst comes from, I guess, is this, 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 this gravitas, which seems frivolous, but it's really not right now because I am doing a lot of volunteer work. I have, I'm doing, I've got like four or five things on my plate and only one of them is paying me. And that's one of the issues I'm having um, is that I'm sitting here and I'm doing all this effort, but I'm, and I'm producing a lot of things. Now, some of them are legitimate volunteer opportunities. Two of them are, uh, this is a volunteer opportunity and I'm doing it one, I'm doing a lot of them for the networking and the line on my CV, which is not actually volunteer work at that point. But neither is volunteer work where or a donation where you get a tax deduction uh, for your uh, your input. That's not volunteer work. <laughs> so, and that's not a that's not charity. Um, so, that's kind of where I'm coming at. I'm kind of like doing all this effort and I'm doing it for free. I'm giving back to my community. I have very strong feelings about um, doing, pro giving back or leaving the world better than when you left it. And that means putting effort into the world. Now, sometimes, and there's that little voice in the back of your head saying, wouldn't it be nice to get remuneration? You know, you do need a new pair of pants. You've been wearing that shirt for a very long time. And if anyone gets close enough, they're going to see that that collar is completely worn down at the back. And you're just like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And you, you know, you get these things. It's like, what about you? And you have to look at that. And that's why when you're in school, you have to start thinking of, I'm not eating enough calories. I need some extra money. And so, that's kind of where I'm coming from, at least from this, because you get, I look at these sites and it's dizzying and you get our programs and it doesn't list any programs through our many programs, which are what, and you got these ethnically diverse people, these super attractive people smiling and like looking and they look all artsy and they've got tattoos or hipsters who look cultural, 
but that doesn't really mean anything because wearing the right clothes doesn't actually make you a you know interesting individual so com- creators producers it does, broadcast- make you, uh, it does make you what is it not credit worthy but i guess donation worthy yeah so and distribute partner to generate content for canadians and global audiences to enjoy now that's what we're doing right now we're creating content for people to enjoy in the vein of content that we already like in our own way we we we're doing this today's a bit more of a rant but uh we're so then we go down and we see budget and changes and then nothing there's two things listed that are budgets and then upcoming deadlines covid relief I don't have COVID, so maybe I could pretend I do. No, that's dishonest. But I don't know. I don't have COVID. So could I apply? But again, to that note, as soon as you have a corporation that's mandated to seek profit, you're obliged by law to pursue grants like that that you don't need, that you might qualify if you're in charge of a corporation. You're not allowed not to do it. It would be illegal for you to serve not in the shareholder's best interest. So we we have a government loan program, like for the COVID relief as a great example of this. Then you have giant companies who don't need the money but have to ask for it. And then we give them the most because they're so big. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, we know better and we're not fixing the system. And it's not like there's no better solution. I just thought of one off the top of my head during the three minutes we're having this podcast. Let's just have a stupid game show. And then you can employ all the stupid kids who are learning to do stupid jobs, how to do something real and produce something from, from their own. Not only that, but you're employing hundreds of people to make the game. Yeah. (laughs) To deliver money to students who are in the crowd. So even if you're not so efficient because every dollar would already be recirculated like twice just from its own production. Yeah. Think of it as a Keynesian gambit where you, you know, you're providing jobs. Now you're giving skills. Uh, yeah, what what benefit is there to have like an agency of a professional grant applicant, like somebody who or, or like student loan consultants or advisors or whatever they call them, well, like the financial is, planning aides before you go to school. Like it's it's like a it's like a uh, I don't want it's to say a that backwards word. ass. So if I if I I could hire uh, somebody, I could I could get a loan, hire somebody to apply for grants for us. So we've hired somebody to apply for grants for what we're doing, whatever nonsense we do. I could start a, um, I could start a YouTube, another YouTube channel where I talk about uh, just stuff I Your teach. Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah, or I could start a gaming channel and be like, all right, just go, I'm doing this, apply for it. I have to, I'd actually have to create the content, but now I'm hiring somebody to do grants. Their job is to go and apply for grants. That's their full-time job. Now, they get paid for that. So what do they use their money for? Maybe they go forward and apply for grants. So you have this circle of money and the wheel turns and eventually it's gonna, the the failures in the system, when you have a system that doesn't produce anything, it starts to lose steam because you need to get something out of it. If you start a factory and and you create products that people are interested in and want, well, guess what happens? You get paid for that. People buy them. And if you, you if you hire people to research and create better pr- versions of your product, you're creating you're 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 being productive. R and D is still productive, and it, it's that you're creating value with this. There's no value 
being created with a faulty grant system. The person I hire even extracting value because they get tax credits for all the donations that go into the grants funds. Right. You know, and, and the, the fund managers hired, get to charge fees for managing the funds of all these billion dollar grants. Like it just right. goes on and on with people getting kickbacks and credit for shit they never contributed to whatsoever. This, this isn't they capitalism. Just reaching this their hands cheating. out at different levels. Sorry, it just drives me nuts. No, that's why we're here. And so, yeah. like, I keep looking at this, and like, you get, and on top of that, you get, um, uh, like, relief funds, English official language minority community allocation. First of all, that title, I have too many years of education to not be able to understand that. If I have to sit down and decipher a title, you're a bad writer. <laughs> Um, that's, it's just, that a might be a thing. point of preference though. I like ambiguous or hard to read titles. It yeah, sort of so, stops you and makes you think about it. That's, yeah. Yeah. So it forces you to think about something instead of just, but like, this is a title for something that should lead me into the stuff I actually should be thinking about. So I click on it. The, but you know, right from the title that it's not the national Enquirer or time magazine. Yeah, so it's sort of, sort of right. Nervous. So these are the people that didn't get the jobs at you know those places but then i yeah. click on the page the people who are paid the i least. click on the page and all i find is the opening and closing date which is a couple days away and i get like a, a paragraph maybe 50 words and uh and that's it that's that's all there is i get a link to the guidelines which brings me to a pdf which is then byzantine and then i finally find the how to apply at the last page of the application process after four clicks. Now, I'm not against actually going in and putting in the work and doing research, but this is a bit ridiculous. I have to download a PDF on a page after a page uh, and then email to services at this place. And, oh wait, there's another hyperlink here. I have to actually log into it, which is okay because on a website, you do have to verify people are who they say they are. So a login is not a bad device to do this. Well, I might disagree with you there because having applied for a bunch of grants and things, when I went to uh, do a security back check on like one of my Google accounts recently, yeah. I realized I had like 400 passwords to delete one at a time <laughs> because of all the different grant logins that I had put in over the years. Right. That's a huge security risk because you guarantee kids are going to be using the same passwords across different. Oh, yeah. And then one of these sites gets hacked and everybody who's applied for it's in the same pool. Right. So you immediately got a security risk with having all these logins. So I clicked on the login. That's my And rant. then there's a questions. If you have questions, please go to this other site. Tools and resources. There's two tools and resources uh, things where and then there's. In one of the tools and resources uh, air areas, there's four tutorials and two user guides to apply for one COVID grant. Now, there's a lot of legal stuff involved and they need to prove you are who you say you are. Now, I have, uh, I have ID that does that. I have two pieces of ID here that prove oh. who I am. I'm not gonna show you, but they're here. I'm gonna wave them around. And <laughs> they prove who I am. Now you can use my drive. A bank account like, and a utility bill would do that. Right. Uh, I can, why can't I just take a picture of a void check? Yeah, 
Really? So they are not making this easy because, well, the whole technology and you could it could be hacked and whatnot. It's like, yeah, it could be. Then stop all the payments if you think you have a security breach. Yeah, we, that's already illegal. We call it fraud. <laughs> yeah. We just prosecute people when we catch them for doing it. So, you know, yeah. that's a system that works. <laughs> so why now a lot of this could be summed up with Jordan has sour grapes because he didn't get any money. Boo hoo. Deal with it, which is actually kind of a valid criticism because you know, why didn't I get enough? I had to work so hard. Yeah. You know what? Fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, but, and the other thing I could say is like, Jordan doesn't like doing paperwork and now he is mad that if he wants to get money, he has to put some work in boo hoo, no sympathy whatsoever, which is actually kind of valid. No, so, I'm mad that the system doesn't work. It does the opposite of what it says it's there to do. You right. know what I mean? I got money. I'm still pissed off about it. It so, bothers me. They wasted my life applying for stuff. They should have just given to me. <laughs> so if they wanted me to have it because I'm poor. They should have just given it to me. I should have asked and said, yes, I'm poor. Here's proof. Okay, done. You get food. My problem is with it. My problem with it is if, uh, here's what my thing is. And, and you're right. And I think I'm probably just going to elaborate on what you just said is that if we decide to start another YouTube account where we uh, twice a week for about five minutes, we just freestyle uh, think and sing and just make noise, call it music, put it on YouTube, say, we did this, give us 10 grand. Now we didn't use any skill. Uh, it didn't take us very much effort, maybe 10 minutes a week. Plus like, you know, we don't even have to edit it very much because that's the it's art. Yeah. editing you don't is understand like, man editing is part of the interpretation so we're producing content now we put a lot more effort in this some of these episodes that we do this this one's pretty much a rant um but a lot of these episodes that we do like no, they all I, take time <laughs> well they take time chris puts a lot of uh editing work some of these ones that i've done i've put a couple days of um research and prep into like i'm not just coming on here and being like yeah i'm so smart i didn't even have to try no this this takes <laughs> effort uh and you know chris has learned a lot of new skills to uh do this and you know i had to learn a lot and there's a lot of frustration we've put a lot of effort into doing this even though it seems like i can, I can just go in and, and put a podcast up on youtube no the, the fact that the youtube is there is great and it does save us a lot of hassle the, the point is we could do a half-ass no pressure no effort whatsoever job and we could get yeah, the this, money that we're not applying probably for. yeah we can get this channel just to be clear we're not trying to get money off of this is purely for education and for obviously venting therapeutics i wouldn't i wouldn't mind a bit if go to my patreon but if we were to have a patreon <laughs> if we were to qualify for this this grant money it, it it's that easy as just starting a new channel these days and just throwing macaroni at the wall to see what sticks yeah i could be like bibbidi bobbidi boo snow and is on my head i'm not discouraging can... <laughs> people from doing that because that is art and i'm not discouraging people from donating to art because that's important too what i'm we saying is the way art. we donate to art is stupid it's really really stupid to right. not discriminate between something we put no effort into and something that has obvious merit. Like right. you and could then, just have a human being with common sense sit at a job for 40,000 a year 
that makes sense. That's reasonable. My yeah, my other issue is uh, is that it becomes political, and so you see like um, you get you know funding for this or that because equity or whatnot. And if you want to study the effects of I don't know firearm usage in Canada, and you get uh, you find out that you know firearm ownership or legal firearm ownership has no negative impact on crime and it probably actually has a positive impact on crime um uh, with regards to not people not doing crime it doesn't make crime better <laughs> um it's you know is like why did you come to this conclusion and you you find you find places not only like giving money away willy-nilly to without like you know checking the quality of the proposal but they find you find that people will give away money looking for a specific result or a specific looking for someone that will say nice things about this community in that this or that now if you are a private institution say like the manitoba ukrainian association i just made that up i know there is a ukrainian group and they want to fund histories that look specifically at ukrainian manitobans then honestly that's their prerogative that is completely their prerogative and that's their use of their money as a private uh private organization um that's actually funding things that go along with their mandate and they can pick and choose now as a government doesn't really have that narrow focus and now you can also get funding from corporations where you say like uh prove that i'm not racist so you know just hire a uh, a student like a third year psychology student that'll you know form a half-assed research project that'll come to a conclusion with you know not enough data and you know sketchy results and you get them to say what you want you can publish it and say whatever you want on social media about it look how great we are studies show and that's part of the other problem is that you know was that us that used to say that you know, when we, we would get together and be like, studies show. Yeah. <laughs> we would just say it studies. It was bothering me that they, they kept telling me coffee was safe and coffee gives you cancer, then coffee is safe, then coffee gives you cancer. Like, right, because studies show. In the 90s, it was just like fake. It was, well, fake research, I guess, before fake news. Yeah, so this becomes a political thing, depending on where you're sitting. And um, then you get the other side. So if I'm if I'm saying if I'm being paid to come up with a report uh, that says uh, firearm ownership in Canada leads to higher crime rates because guns kill people, uh, then, you know, the other side, something like the CCFR, um, will have to provide a counter study to try and provide better facts. But there's no funding for the counter study. Right. So the CCFR's counter studies are coming from donations from individual Canadians. So this is something that's actually happening, by the way. Mm. Um, and you can look it up. Um, and people are donating directly to the CCFR to fund uh, nonpartisan as or like, from a different political standpoint, these, uh, these, um, these studies, which have been leveled against them for political reasons. And uh, it's it's just a game of politics, which is which is informing the studies, which is making the money go to places that doesn't actually provide any 
uh, benefit because when you add politics to study or uh, um, or these things that shouldn't be political, then you end up with funding going to places that are not going to be useful and not productive. And the students that are doing them, and the, the scholars that are performing these things are actually not learning the lessons and not doing independent research. Uh, they're not using their brain in the way that the, the, the institution of the university is trying to get them to mm. use it. The so reason we as a public want universities in our cities and in our countries is to fulfill this type of need. Yeah. It's supposed so, to be there to nurture the best of our brightest. Right. Like it should be doing its best to competently manage the best of the population's minds, but they're not. Right. And they're so, overtly not. They're, they're in class at a university teaching how what they're already doing is stupid. Right. And they just keep doing it every year because that's the way things are. And there's too much bureaucracy to change anything. Like, it's just, it's manifestly stupid, not just by like my interpretation or my 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 point of view it is matter of factly stupid by definition of stupidity to know the right thing to do and not do it and it's yeah. just doubly more ironic that we're doing it with charity and donations and rewarding people with tax credits who already pay the least proportional of their income in taxes right. the ones who are capable of making the donations like so, it's just so many levels of stupidity i i, I can't even wrap my head around it all all at once to take a full bite you know? Right. And to me, who's, you know, I like, and I said this earlier today, I think uh, I like doing my work and then getting paid for my work. I like getting paid for services rendered. It feels honest. And that's, that's, that's definitely an opinion. It feels mm. honest. And I like to be honest. I know I seem like a bit of a firebrand sometimes and I have these opinions that not everyone agrees with, but I do, I try to be honest in my actions and to acquire money because you know i did art by someone who's not even going to look at it by probably a computer approving it it doesn't seem like someone's investing in me it seems like i'm just being given money and that's the thing this is supposed to be an investment and it's an investment is i don't know i like the idea of um like micro uh, capitalism, you know, someone starts a business and, you know, they're trying to work in their butt off. I, I like that. It's romantic to me. It's, and, you know, someone comes along and says, you know what, you're doing a good job. I'm going to, what do you need to help this get off the ground? And I'll, I'll put it in. You get this private individual uh, helping uh, start up. And, and that that's happened in history, but it kind of grew up because economics isn't that. It's so much more complicated than that. And um, when that happens, it's kind of a nice little story, but it's, the money is, the, the economy is so complex that you can't just rely on that. There's, 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 there, there are things in it that you can't just be like, okay, we need to make sure the money gets it. Well, there's always going to be exploitation. There's always going to be a uh, circumstance that uh, gets in the way. There's also failure and there's also market change. You know, this is a great idea or it's a great business, but wrong place, wrong time. Tough. I like to say there's hard security and liquid securities. 
Yes. Um, so maybe we'll do another economics episode. So, uh, but this isn't an economics episode, though. This is a, I guess it is, but um, this is a episode about um, the structure of our creative output as a society. We are, we want invest we want investment but we also want uh we want to encourage and it, it, it's a it's a very good um place that this comes from we want to encourage innovation we want to encourage all this stuff but just by saying um looking at you u of m just by saying the words trailblazer and you know innovator and rebel you know, inclusive rebel. what the fuck does inclusive mean yeah like, inclusive what we like, just had little like it was just like a prison yard. We got the skinheads and the blacks and the Latinos in different areas of the of the court. Do you know what's inclusive? <laughs> a line at Safeway is inclusive because everyone gets to wait for yeah. the, their turn in line. Inclusive means stop pointing out the fact that other people look different. Just stop it. Just stop saying there are brown people and counting them. And stop yeah. counting how many yellow people there are compared to the brown people. Well, this just is why stop we, counting. Well, and then you're forcing us to like do stuff like well, it's Black History Month and everyone's virtue signaling. The NHL put out a video saying, happy Black the History Super Month. The Super Bowl did it. They pat a woman on the head for being the first woman referee ever. And it's like, you're the ones that never let women ref. It's not that she was the first capable woman to ref. Yeah, can we talk you about the Redskins and their first Black player and how they had to get it because they couldn't win with the Black players? <laughs> like, you but guys are just head, they just pat her on the back like she did guys, something well for having a vagina like oh good good for you you guys don't <laughs> give a crap and I, I think douglas murray probably said it better uh in his um in his book the madness of crowds where he gets into this um idea and how companies are just they're, they're, they're playing they don't they don't care they're just doing what they think they have to do to not get in mob yeah. twitter mob on them but the thing is is that if a twitter mob gets on them a minimum just to not let you what they don't realize is that if a twitter mob gets on them they'll forget about it because if you read walter lipman and his uh public perception public uh, opinion public opinion book which is about public opinion after world war one which a hundred percent relates to everything that's happening now times don't change and this the, all the concepts are a hundred percent applicable it's not different. And you find that people just forget, they'll move on, don't apologize. But at the same time, we're getting off track. When it comes to funding, you think you're not gonna get funding if you don't say the right things. I, I shoehorned the word uh, Canadian, uh, I shoehorned a couple words into my shirk application uh, to get it, you know, spice it up to, because I know, which spices that the shirk application people want if they don't if it doesn't taste right dynamic won't. yes yes dynamic it's... i use the word canadian and uh i think i use the word indigenous or minor and i use the word minority i think uh i, I could go look it up but I, I shoehorned a couple in but i i it was just that's dishonesty and that it feels dirty eh like had it really nothing feels to do like with it. Need a shower after. <laughs> I didn't care about like this is beyond the my my thesis wasn't about just Canada and just this or that. It was about all digital history, mm. and so it was bigger than all those things. But no, everyone's it, it's a topic of the it's a public opinion point of the moment, uh, and 
I think that translates into a broken system of grants and rewards. Now, um, I don't know. I think I think that's I don't know how much more I have to say. Um, uh, I could just go on and on with examples because I think yeah, we could get into. I, I'm we could get into. To, I'm just saying we could be here all day with examples. Yeah, like, we could get into textbooks. Cascades and I just, yeah, I, I truly get confounded by what I find. So I think I'm, I think that's probably good for this week. Uh, well, congratulations! Good. This is our first rant episode. It's, yeah, it's like popping the cherry when you try a new position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you guys like this. If you uh, agree, disagree, if you want to uh, rant with us, please share. Oh, this will probably be our first thumbs down. Ooh. yeah maybe if any of our episodes get it, it that'll be this one yeah we should actually get on um what's that youtube alternative is that bit shoot i don't know i was thinking about getting a curiosity stream but i just uh do you have to pay for that well we should get I a grant so get more for it. <laughs> <laughs> well think of it this way like i've been with google for so long that i figured if there was ever a time one day when i'd have some kind of say in the way of like getting them to change their bad behaviors it would almost be my fault for like giving away that power i have to stick to youtube just so i can keep bitching about it yeah <laughs> i want them to fix it because youtube you, like it's great it could be better but oh it's it there's a reason it's so popular it's it's a good system but they're it's damaging just... it so much with their new features like oh you know, no. having a commercial two seconds before the end of a video are you oh, fucking kidding me double commercials why you know every time you do that your little if statement could say if less than 10 seconds but you just choose not to do it because you're a piece of shit so i'm gonna keep calling you out youtube like get fucked yeah. <laughs> I'll probably cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> I just needed get, to get yeah, it off my chest. You dub over it with the word fudgesicle or something. Oh, that's what I should do. Yeah. I'll, I'll censor this video. So anytime you mention a person or a school or a faculty, I'll just, we'll just have bleeps throughout the entire episode. No, uh, <laughs> I, I think we, if the, if we should censor anything, it should just be language. When we say words that are uh, swear words, I really don't think we should censor names because I didn't use any, names I, I i called out a couple of faculties but they need yeah, to be called out. like these if we don't call out the uh like shirk for being a byzantine nightmare and you know uh or yeah. the canadian council of arts actually or... before we close up i should point out i'm not picking on u of m to say like they're the worst universe no like, quite to i just went to u of m not at all <laughs> I, like saying, I, said, I saw this at UBC. I just wasn't there as long as U of M. I saw it at um, uh, U of T and it's all, it's all over the world. It's university oh, yeah. culture and in general that we're bitching about. So yeah, I, I just yeah. want to make clear, I actually love U of M. I'm just ranting today about my experience with them. Yeah, I, I get really nostalgic when I, whenever I go back to Winnipeg and I, I always go to campus because it's just so comfortable. <laughs> like, dork. huh? Dork. I don't even but remember I, a campus. I was just drunk every day. I was there. Oh, you're one of those <laughs> students. But I, 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 I spent so much. I spent so much time there. Like, I, it's, I don't know. It's my third home. <laughs> I was only there for uh, one semester, though. So, or no, two uh, semesters. I was there one for year. seven, eight years. Yeah, totally different. I was yeah. visiting. I was like a tourist. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I was 
I, I liaised with a lot of the faculties and I, I have a lot of fond memories of a lot of the faculty members and some of those women admin, the, the women in the history faculty, I'm not gonna name you, but if you actually end up seeing this, you are the uh, exemplars of um, work ethic and competence that I can only aspire to. So <laughs> you well, know who you are. Thorn straight through the concrete with you. <laughs> so no, no, that's 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 a compliment. It's is it though? <laughs> Just kidding. No, they uh, I arose, arose from the cement. I was trying to remember that quote and I can't remember it. Yeah, because these people that are able to work through that bureaucracy um and translate all that bureaucracy for people like me who don't who look at this stuff and their their brains glaze over and here this is what you need to do and they sit you down and they they they're they're patient and these are the uh i'm not saying these are well these are the people that i definitely relied on at certain times um to get me through some of the stuff and to actually apply to some of the ones i wasn't unable to get oh that's so, sweet yeah <laughs> I think I still get emails from some of them. Cute. So, well, not Matt. It's just mass emails directed at me. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, we're probably boring people at the moment. So, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> we should probably let this go. Like, uh, oh, thanks. people I've never met before are so good at a job I've never done before and a faculty I've never seen before. Sorry. Well, it's I'm just allowed all to talk about them. I know. You're talking to the people watching. I'm, I'm in front of you. I'm not watching. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks for putting up with us and listening to us. If you got this far, uh, you know, tell your friends because you obviously seem to enjoy our content. Um, and yeah. Have a have a good day. And oh, thank and you. Hmm? One other thing. Forgive the resentment and bitterness. Yes. I it's all in good jest, but we're serious, but not. Mm -hmm. But yeah. All right. <laughs> thanks for watching. Peace.